This is Terrence Abney, and welcome to The Connecticut Show with my co-host, Travis Poppleton. How are you, my friend? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Thank you. What about you? I'm doing well. I'm trying to look at the yellow to make sure I'm equalized. We just we just had a brief uh, conversation about exactly uh, where our voice should be as far as green, yellow, and red, and so I think Terrence is a little... Um, a little obsessed with it right now. I'm new to it, everyone. This yeah. is still a <laughs> new experience to me. So now I'm like, am I where? Am I where? I, I can't even pronounce the word now. That's how nervous this has me. All right. <laughs> we um we were talking about the big E last yes. week, Terrence, and you did some research on it. Yes. I found out that Travis does not care about my health because he wants me to go somewhere and eat fried butter, fried jelly beans. What else? I, I have no idea. Last week, if you if you missed the show, last week we were talking about things that we may want to do on the show and places we want to get to. And I noted that the Big E is happening. Terrence and I have never been. And, and every year people tell us, oh, you've got to get to the Big E. And it looks like if I were to submit a wager, it looks like a, a state farm, right? Not, not a state farm, sorry, a state uh, fair. fair, state yeah. fair. Um, and that is fine i've been to a few state fairs and i've never been like wow that's a life-changing event there so when people get excited about the big e i believe them because why would they lie um but i haven't seen anything about it just yet so terrence goes online go online and i look up mainly the food that it's the first thing that popped up when i googled the big e and it just talked about all these fried foods and that's when i realized that they serve fried butter and I was like, what in the world is fried butter? And why doesn't the butter? I have a lot of questions about it. So I probably will go up to that <laughs> vendor and say, tell me about this fried butter. Because I want to know. I put butter in a pan and it just melts. So <laughs> how do you fry it? I'm assuming they layer it with something and I, then dip it in grease. Right. I can only I can only imagine that's what it is, because how does the butter not melt just in there? when you dip it in hot grease. And then I'm just wondering, what does it taste like? Because I remember when I was younger, a friend of mine ate a stick of butter, and I remember being oh, like... that's not okay. You're right. I remember being disgusted, and all our friends were like, oh, and then he did it. He and, <laughs> but then every time I think about that, I'm like, oh, goodness, that, that sounds horrible. It makes me kind of like, ugh. So, okay, so I imagine they bread it, right? They put it in some sort of breading. They drop it. I... I have to guess the whole thing just melts instantly. And what you end up with would just be this really buttery dough, right? Maybe fried dough? Maybe we can, I'm sure we can YouTube it. And I don't, I don't want to try it. Like there's no part of me that thinks, yeah, that's worth, There's there's that's not good radio. Right. We're not going to turn around and be like, well, that was good or bad, <laughs> or it's not going to change anything on the show. So why would we risk our lives to eat some fried butter? Maybe the butter people are saying, it will change your life. I'd heard about it in previous like political campaigns. I feel like Hillary Clinton had some at like the Iowa State Fair or the Ohio State Fair or something. I feel like I've heard about it in a political landscape before. And it was like, oh, you probably wouldn't eat this normally. But when you're trying to attract constituents, maybe you go ahead and put your life on the line. <laughs> was that was that the worst food that you saw? No, not the worst well, yeah. Oh, 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 was it the worst? Yes, absolutely. Fried butter, like you, all the stuff that's out, like don't put too much butter on this. High cholesterol. 
So, how but, fat, okay, how about this? Was that stuff. the most shocking thing you saw when you were going through the food? I think the fried butter was. Because like, I'm used to going to fairs and you see, like, I'm from a place where we have a chitlin strut. A chitlin strut where they walk down a big road and there's just all type of chitlins from around the world that you can try. That doesn't even sound worse than fried butter to me. You've totally lost. I have no idea what a, what, what is a chitlin. Chitlin? Oh, my goodness. Everybody from the South. Travis doesn't know what chitlins are. That is, this that, is true. That's, I, that's I, pretty funny. Did I did I just out myself as Chit- some, I don't, I don't now, know where to go A lot of people may not. Chitlings, which is actually spelled chitterlings, if you see it. Chitlins are hog intestines that oh, people I clean out. feel so embarrassed. I didn't know that. Yeah, they fry them. Sometimes they put them in rice, put a little hot sauce on it, and it's almost a delicacy. A lot of people love it. I myself, uh, I do. I've never tried them, and the reason is they do not smell well when you're cooking them. All right. So, what's some of the good food at the Big E? I couldn't get past the fried butter. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so, but the research there was also you did. fried jelly beans. All right. Fried Oreos. It was a lot of things fried. The the research you did did not leave the fried section of the website. I didn't get to anything else. The fried butter threw me off. I didn't even go to see if there were rides, hay rides, anything. That text I sent you when I said, look at this. Yeah. That was that was about the extent of my research, yeah. unfortunately. So I got a I got but a I'm text. still down to go. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm uh, going. Like it was like ten thirty at night or something. It's like a text of like this bizarre picture. And he's like, dude. Big E, they have fried jelly beans and fried butter. But the way you said it, it sounded like they fried the butter and the jelly beans together. And like either of those on their own are quite upsetting. But combined, it didn't sound any more upsetting. Like I was like, yeah, why not throw that all into the same batter? So now we should do our own stand where we do fried butter and jelly beans. And see see how that turns out. Yep. And when people come up, they're gonna say, "How does this taste?" We have no idea. <laughs> We're not trying this or the the chitlins. chitlins. Yeah, chitlins. We're not trying trying that either. But here here's the thing. Like we alluded to last time on the last show, have this fried butter, have these fried jelly beans. Go get on these rides that were just set up yesterday. Right. Without much testing. I don't think anyone's gonna ask us to sponsor the Biggie ever. Everything we've said so far has been really suspect and. Um, and we need to we need to find a positive spin here. So let's try this one more time, Terrence. By next weekend, or no, sorry, by next show, you you go out and do a little more research and find one good reason for us to go to the Big E. And also, listeners, as it always goes, uh, info at Connecticut dot show. If you have something to say about what we're saying, if you want to recommend a place that we should go when we visit the Big E, uh, we'll try and check it out. Also, I think we missed it right up front. Bon Bon Vivant, thank you for leading us in. Yes, uh, fantastic band. They're our intro band, and they'll also lead us out. And I think this week, Terrence, this week, let's have it with the words. Um, they were kind enough to send us just the instrumental, <laughs> and that's how we lead in and out. But I say at the end of the show, let's actually just play the song. I like that. Great idea. Yeah. There's also some agricultural stuff that goes on at the Big E. Oh, uh, you're cheating now. You're not getting out of the homework assignment because you pulled up the phone now. That's cheating. Got work to do this week, Travis. It's a All right. Good week. Here we go. Give me three got, things. I'm busy. Three things. That I'm doing? No, on the phone. 
We got the farmer's market. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> proved to me you're going to be yeah, too busy you to look like, at that website. Are you, are, you really, are you really busy? What are you doing? That's so, no, no, so say, important. If you have it up right now, give me three, three reasons to go. There is, hear that? The parade is coming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, is that a band? Daily at 6 p.m. You can line the route and enjoy the procession of high school marching bands, specialty floats, antique vehicles, and more. See the magnificent Holly Moore, Clydesdales, and I'm You're not, I, I can't pronounce this word. There's also entertainment there. And you can, and you can also become a vendor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go, everybody. The number one reason to go to the Big E is that you may become a vendor. Uh, I imagine there's some details on the website of how that can happen, and and that will uh, that will change your Big E experience. Now that you mention it, I think I may need to do more homework. I, I don't know. You got, just, just you got a busy week. I don't want any students out there. This is not the way to do homework <laughs> and study. Don't pull it up right away. Don't even use the phone. You go ask your professor, and you get the book, and you read. Don't be like me. I'm trying to tell you. That that's a lesson learned. Thank you, Terrence. I try my best for Real all time. the students listening to this story, all two of you. All right, we're ready to move on from the biggie. Uh, the suspense. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think I'm ready. Okay. I, but hey, everyone, we're going. We might even get T-shirts made by the end. If you see us with a Connecticut Show T-shirt on, come holler at us. Maybe we'll have one made by then. Maybe I'll get a hat, at least a button. There is a Connecticut day. That is something I do know. Is and I don't know if it's a day or like a weekend or how that works because the the big E goes on for several weekends, and I've seen things that are like Rhode Island Day and Connecticut Day. But as I'm uh -huh. saying that, I don't know if it's like Rhode Island weekend or Connecticut weekend. I don't know how long the theme goes. And then I also don't know, is that the weekend that your state puts its best stuff out or is that the weekend that that state should go so add that to your list of of things to look up you gotta show your id when you get there you from yeah <laughs> <laughs> where y'all from rhode island let me see your id uh, no, let me see your id come here that's next come weekend. here don't you don't try to run come here come here <laughs> Why are you why are you lying to us about this? That's funny. No, what what I, I'm not saying that they would kick you out, but you know, like sometimes at Dodger Stadium, they would have a certain kind of fan night. Hey, it's Star Wars weekend, and like you know that if you're a Star Wars fan, that's a good good night to go hit Dodger Stadium. So I'm 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 wondering. I'm just looking forward to this experience. I'm gonna have fun regardless when I go. Probably won't eat fried butter. Probably won't ride on the rides, but. The one consistent thing that I have seen for people who go to the Big E, there's some beautiful people there. Sure. Yeah, a lot of good people. Indeed. All right. With that said, our show this weekend, Terrence, is about places that we wanted to go when we first showed up. We move here and we're like, okay, now that we're in New England, I've heard about these places and we both picked a couple that we, I don't know if we've been there, but that we had in a high priority of, of places to go. And Terrence, I'm going to let you start. What was one of the first places you wanted to go to when you first arrived in New England? Boston, by far. Biggest biggest city here. And had always heard about it. Of course, big sports city. Um, you know what? The Boston Massacre, we used to always hear about. Not that I wanted to go there to get massacred, but, you know, kind of that Revolutionary War stuff. 
Paul Revere-ish type stuff, Crispus Addicts and all those people. So, you know, I really wanted to go there and do the Freedom Freedom Trail. I wanted to go see the Harvard campus. I wanted to see Cheers, just outside of Cheers, because there's a place where you can go and there's the bar where they film that show at. So that's why I really wanted to go and check out. So when you first get here, do you already know about all of these things about Boston? Because my my understanding of Boston was very limited when I first showed up. I probably would have, if someone said, oh, the bar from Cheers is there, I'd went, oh, yeah. Like, I wouldn't have known offhand. Right. I would have been like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Where Did you already have, like, a list of places you wanted to go when you visited Boston? Yep. Reggie Lewis. Reggie Lewis Center is another place. There's an indoor track meet that was there. And they actually had D2 Nationals when I was there. Not Well, excuse me, when I first got here, D2 Track and Field Nationals was there. So that was another place I wanted to get by and check out. But... Those are some of the things I knew. I mean, I knew a new addition from was around there. Um, you know that new addition from Boston? I, I did not know that. Cool it now. Even oh, I know the song. Okay, yeah, no, sure. I know the song. Yeah, how, how much of that did I do? We have to do copyright. We have to pay them for copyright. No, I don't, for I don't think you that? sing quite enough. Oh, okay. Oof. It was just like when you said new edition at first. I was, my Terrence stopped because I looked confused, and I was mm-hmm. confused thinking, like the band is from there and yep. you're confirming the band is from there. Yep. But they don't have like a landmark. There's not the that, the new edition plaque on the wall. I do not think so. But if they do not, we need to work on that. Hey, Boston, if you don't have a plaque in new edition, get them a plaque. That's about as much energy as I'm willing to put into this effort. But I'm glad we did it. Look at this. Um, but yeah, but you some get of there. Things. Yeah. So yeah. how did it how did it work out? I will say Boston, I thought was a beautiful city. A beautiful city, a lot, a lot. Actually, so in comparison to New York, it was a lot smaller than I thought it would be, because I compared it to it to it being two big northeastern cities. But beautiful city. Um, the first thing I did actually was go to Harvard's campus, and I think really nice campus. And I think it's just one of those places you go and you're like, oh, this is kind of like. The campuses when you see it on TV, the right, nice little yeah. nice little lawns, manicured. And, and in fact, if you've seen Harvard campus, like even pictures of it, and in fact, you probably have like just it's the classical um, idea of what you would think of. And then when any college campus isn't like that, you're like, oh, is it is that a good school? I don't know. It's not like Harvard. Right. But you don't know it's Harvard. Like if you just Google college campus, that will come up. Or I feel like Notre Dame. Those are like the two. Mm-hmm. campuses people associate with college life right and I, I, that's funny you say that because i i do agree it's like the well manicured lawns people laying out chilling a square and just a nice college town built around it that was it that was that cambridge cambridge area where harvard is at so that part was cool and the second thing i did was the freedom walk where you just you really just walk along this walk around boston seeing the different different um um, what do you call it? Just the historical yeah. landmarks. It's it's actually really convenient because when you go to a town and people are like, oh, did you see this, 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 and this? You will hit probably six out of the top 10 things that people say, oh, did you do that? So it's a, it's a really convenient and very walkable right. uh, way around the city. Right. And I thought the city was pretty drivable also. We talk about driving a lot. It was yeah. much more drivable than I thought it was going to be, I should say, by looking at your face. But And again, I'm comparing it to the first time I drove to, to Brooklyn, Manhattan, nightmare. 
drive to Boston and it's like nightmare, but not my worst dream. The biggest thing about Boston was I got confused. With, like, they had a lot of one-way streets, at least where I was. They had a lot of one-way streets, and there wasn't a lot of lines on the road. So I, I felt myself, I was driving in the middle a couple of times. I'm like, why are, these, why are these two people behind me? Like, oh, I'm in the middle of the road. Let me get over as far to the right as I can. But I, I, I'll say I don't like the tunnel going in at all. The first time that I went it gets back. to Boston, I did not realize it was Boston Marathon weekend. Traffic's a little heavier then. Um, and then there's like two or three hours of the day. The rush hours in Boston are pretty intense. Um, have you done the Boston Marathon, T? I have not. I've never ran a marathon before. Okay. No, I've never actually. I've never actually went to the Boston Marathon either. I, I, ironically, it's one of those things that's always misses me. April gets here and it's like, oh, Boston Marathon. I always have some students and things who are running it, or who who are trying to qualify for it. But it gets here, and I've I've never been. I've had a few friends fly out to do it. Um, and in fact, the weekend that I didn't know it was the Boston Marathon, I had a friend running it mm -hmm. that weekend, and it never even crossed my mind. The two never crossed paths. So I didn't stay to watch it or, or be involved in it in any way. So I can't speak to that. I was hoping maybe you could. But I would say all in all, Boston is probably one of my favorite cities in the United mm -hmm. States. It's um, as far as places that are worth visiting and, and spending some time in. Right. There's a there's a couple major cities in in the United States. Boston being, I would say, top five for me. I would definitely say it's a must see, must visit. I mean, if you're thinking like major cities here, from specifically from the standpoint of just American history, when you just look at and you say that sometimes of all the people that you hear of, Benjamin Benjamin Franklin's and all Paul Revere and all these names that you hear, um, you know. Samuel Adams. Yeah, no, that's a very important one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. It's it's so commonplace there that you have to like stop and think, is this really Washington Street or is this right. Washington's Washington Street? Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love Boston quite a bit. I'm going to ask this as the last question on this place, and I'll actually stay in mass for, um, for my first experience as well. But where were you in life? Were you single when you went there? Were you married as a family person? I was single. You were still single. And did that change your experience at all? And have you been back as a family man? I have been back since then. Interestingly enough, me and the family up there recently. And the city's actually changed a little bit since I've been up there. Um, there's, a, there's a again, a lot more little shops, a lot more areas that are more developed than they were last time I went. Um, as far as going into the city. So I, I probably do need to do some of these walks and things again. Like I think one of the things that I appreciate, that my wife always likes, she likes water a lot. She loves being near water. And I think that's, Boston is like a great city for that. Like there's so many spots to where you can just go sit by Charles River. I mean, your Boston is um, a major inlet also. So there's a lot of places where you can go and just chill out and be near the water and relax. And, you know, I, Boston has a lot of what I would call green space. Yeah, I, I do appreciate that. Like it's it doesn't feel as claustrophobic. And speaking of water, it is active water. There are boats on it. There are people on it. Right. And there, it's not like yachts. It's just people that are on a boat that day. It's uh, it seems very much like a community 
out on the water. And I, I remember thinking as I was driving by that, that it felt very approachable too. Like, I bet it's pretty easy to, to go get a boat and go out there and, and no one's going to holler at you and say, ah, you didn't know that you're supposed to go straight here. Like, it just seemed like everyone's pretty chill out on the, on the, on the river that day. That might change when you get out there from what I've seen. <laughs> it might. It <laughs> from, felt approachable. From being on a boat, being on a boat not so long ago, there, there's a lot of rules out there that I wasn't aware of yeah. <laughs> that, that you might get screamed at for. So the I'm actually changing mine. Terrence and I like quickly talked about some places, but you brought up something that made me change my mind. My um, family in general, we don't follow the traditional holiday schedule. We have kind of our own family holiday schedule. Um, and one year at Thanksgiving, which is a holiday, you know, we don't really pay a lot of attention to. We thought, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we were in Plymouth mm. um, on Thanksgiving? And so as a kind of experiment of what is it like to be in Plymouth, Massachusetts on Thanksgiving, uh, we went out to we, we went out to like a seafood shack. Because it didn't matter like where we were going. I was curious if the restaurants would be run over, if we were right. the only people doing this, or if this was uh, something that like, oh, a lot of tourists will go out and purposely spend time in Plymouth on Thanksgiving. Um, and I will say I loved Plymouth. Plymouth really? was really a cool little town. They have the, the cemetery right on, right overlooking the ocean. Right. And that in and of itself, if you just want to go to this really historic um solemn kind of almost sacred experience being in in such an old place in such an iconic place overlooking a sunset i will say it's freezing on thanksgiving day or at least it was when we went uh, but as far as really filling the history of new england the town itself really embraces it i think it's quite lovely but at the same time uh, being there on that day in that moment i felt like it was uh a place that not not like you need to run out, but I do want to add a caveat. Plymouth Rock, have you seen it? I've heard it is very overstated. All my life, as a kid, you hear about Plymouth Rock, right? And I imagined like this beach, right, and this big overarching hunk of rock that like signaled the the pilgrims in. And it was massive in my brain. Right. To a kid, everything's big. But I thought it was significant, like maybe the tip of a, uh, you know, the edge going out into the ocean and they saw this rock lifting up. Um, so Plymouth Rock is almost definitely not the original rock. And it's like if you took a bathroom tile and threw it out on the sand and wrote Plymouth Rock on it, that's about... And I know that you think I'm being hyperbolic here, but at the very least, Google it. If you've not been to Plymouth Rock, it is the most, the most disappointing historical landmark ever. Not top five, not even top three. This is the single most disappointing thing. As a child who learned about Plymouth Rock, when you go there, and if you want to experience it, if you have sand in your backyard, buy a bathroom tile from Home Depot, write Plymouth Rock on it, and just throw it out in the sandbox. And that is exactly the same experience. So I'm laughing over here <clears throat> because 
that's literally the story that everybody that's visited has been hyped <laughs> about going to see it. That's what everybody said. I've never felt the need to really go myself. But and part of that is the reason everybody that goes is like, oh, just just go hang out in town. Going to see that is going to be sorely disappointing, including the people who are from Plymouth, by the way, who I've met students and things from from there for students and people from there. They, oh, yeah, this is not much to look at. They should do something about that. They should. If they're going to lie about the rock. Haul like, in a big rock. Something. <laughs> I mean, come on, tourist company or, or anyone representing the marketing for that city, you have to realize no one's buying that that's the original rock anyway. So right. just bring in something for people to look at. Um, I did not. I had not heard any of those stories. I had no idea. No, no premonition no friend that said oh you know temper your expectations it was just a, a going in blind we're in plymouth it's thanksgiving day we're experiencing the history and we're like hey you know where we need to go plymouth rock right yeah let's let's finish this experience as a family at one of the most historic places i mean the place it's the birthplace of of the country in some ways a lot of people made that argument. Yeah, so we were so excited. And we're not. I'm totally, I'm, I am lying about this part. My kids wanted to get out of the car about as much as, you know, anybody wants to get out of a car in negative two weather. It was so <laughs> cold that day. And so even if it had been grand, I think they would have rolled their eyes. So I'll give you that. The kids weren't so excited. But still, it was rounding out that whole experience. And for that to be like the cherry on the top of Plymouth, a little bit, dis no, not a little bit, very significantly disappointing. Right. Well, like a lot of those things, those those stories we hear, and you, I remember hearing that the first Thanksgiving dinner probably was not turkey. Like, what? We've been told that for all these years. It's not really turkey? We definitely have turkeys in New England, by the way. They sit in our yard sometimes and chill out and walk across in groves. Yeah, it but, would have been an easy meal. Like, right. It would have been a nice... Yeah, I'm sure there was a turkey walking out that morning and they could have shot it and added it to the menu. Right. But, yeah, same story. It's just, I don't think you ever told me that one before, so I appreciate you sharing that for the first time here. What What else? Let me, let me finish it with this, though. Plymouth, I would recommend absolutely. Right. Go to Plymouth. Yeah, go to Plymouth. It's lovely. It is beautiful. Um, the people, I don't know that I, we met a lot of people because it was just so cold. Uh, the people at the restaurant were very nice. Right. Um, everything about the city, I would recommend Plymouth Rock. I would say, just go ahead and cross it off your list of places you need to see in your lifetime. Indeed. Indeed. That's it. That's Plymouth. What do you got next? Yeah. So my next place is Mount Washington in New Hampshire. So I've not even heard of Mount. What is it? Mount Washington? Yes. All right. Fill me in. What is Mount Washington before we get into... Uh, what it's like. I can't be the only person. I'm sure I represent the listeners here with my complete inexperience when it comes to Mount Washington. So Mount Washington, Washington is a mountain in Washington. It's one of the, I think it's the highest land peak in the Northeast. At the summit, you can see Canada, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, and New York. I did not so, know this. Pretty, I would say pretty big mountain. I forgot, I should Google right now the height, but I guess pretty big mountain. Um, <clears throat> and a lot of people go there and it's for to to hike it. They so they, a lot of people go up to the summit 
it's a famous thing to do or a popular thing to do. There's also a train that goes up that mountain. And if you look around, I guarantee you'll see people with bumper stickers that say, this car has climbed Mount Washington. I will look for that. Yeah. So a lot of people have done it. There's a race. There's a race that goes up the mountain. Allegedly. I've never heard anybody running the race, but I have read about a race that that's actually up the mountain. Maybe I lied. Maybe our listeners are very aware of this, and I'm the anomaly here, because yeah. uh, it sounds significant. It sounds like an important place. A, a lot of people will know Mount Washington. Like, okay. it, it's it's popular. I mean, that's how I heard of it, because naturally, when I got here, I found a little running group, and we were having a road race. We were having road races every week and running just typical training and fun stuff. So they said one weekend... Like this was this was literally Friday. They were going Saturday. They were like, "Hey, we're going to hike Mount Washington this weekend. Do you want to go?" And I'm like, "Oh, yeah," because I've been hearing people talk about this. Yeah, I I go. I'm down for that. It sounds good. And of course, yeah, I've been to some of the hiking trails also. But again, hearing all these people do it, like I'm seeing the cars. I hear about the train, and I hear all these people. And now these are not that you have to be like super and iron. Iron Man shape to go up a mountain, but some of these people wasn't trying to be polite here. They wasn't in the best shape, so I, I, they hadn't I, trained to go up this mountain, right? To to go up a mountain, period. Okay, because so, in my mind, I'm thinking if you if you just getting up to go hike up a mountain, I feel like you've probably been getting ready for this. So in my mind, I'm thinking like, okay, it won't be that bad. I'll you know I'll get my stuff and then. Um, I went back, went back home, and I thought about what they said because they did give me a little hint of, "Hey, this is summertime, mind you. This is end of July. Make sure you bring a change of clothes because when we walk up, it's probably gonna be hot. When you walk back, it's probably gonna be cold." I'm like, "Well, we're walking, so we'd be like, they're like, no, no, no. It might be really cold. Like, and this is end of July, right? All right, I'm listening. It might like they're talking like." Is the temperature drops drastically and it gets windy sometimes, so you want to. We're on talking some specifically at the top of the hill, though, right? Yeah, at the top, and as you walk down. What happens when you walk down? It seems like it would be getting warm again as you came back to, I don't know, ground level. If it was hot at the bottom, why would it not be hot? At, like, how long is this trip? Did I miss that? The, well. <laughs> I'm a, I, I'll get to that point because okay, that kind of ties into the point. Uh, and I, I always forget how high it is. But again, pretty like again, one of the highest peaks in this in, in our vicinity or the highest. So I thought about that and then I went I did some Googling, you know, boop, 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 boop. I found out that the weather can change drastically <laughs> when you get to the top of Mount Washington. So. So in a sense, you're talking 75 when you leave and you get to the top, it could be 40, like literally. Not counting the wind chills because it gets very windy. And as a matter of fact, Mount Washington has the highest recorded wind speed that's not from a storm or cyclone, hurricane in the U.S. In the U.S., at the top of Mount Washington? Yeah. It, it didn't matter to me. I, you know what? That's a good point. I didn't read that part, but it has the highest recorded wind speed because okay. they, they have a weather station up there. 
that does a lot of recordings and things because they, you know, scientists. Yeah. The wind speed was 231 miles an hour. Wow. Wow. So I looked at that and I was like, oh my gosh. And then they, then I kept, then, then it goes and it's like, yeah, the weather changes drastically. And then it starts saying people who had, had mishaps. Maybe not a lot. And by mishaps, y'all, I mean people died. All right. Uh, sir, I'm sorry. Is this a paved road or is this like a trail? This is a. Travis, I don't, I'm telling you, I, I've never been. I didn't ask much about it. I conveniently found myself not going on this trip. No, this is a terrible ending to the story. You've built it up, and now we don't know. I know, y'all. I, y'all are disappointed. I'm just, y'all Y'all know now, the co-host of Connecticut Show is a scary cat. When, what was it? All right, yeah, this is an extremely disappointing story. What, what was the one factor that went from maybe I should still go to that's it, I'm not going? I start picturing the weather. I start picturing how cold it really might be with a wind chill because they were like, it gets windy. And I can only picture myself because 231, hey, it's probably not going to be the fastest ever again while I'm up there. Maybe not. But you know what? 80 will knock me off a mountain and knock me off my feet. And then it just started reading. And all these things seem really realistic to me of getting up there, getting lost, falling. And then I start hearing people say, yeah, there's some dangerous parts on there. Like I asked around to some of my coworkers and people who had done it. They're like, oh, yeah, it could be some dangerous parts on there. And I just, my, my fear took over. Because fear keeps you safe, Travis. Don't judge me. Fear keeps you safe. It keeps you from doing things that... I am so actively judging him right now. Yeah, I can, I can, it's in his eyes too, you all. And the sad thing is I still want to go. So I should say this is one of the places I still want to go and I still want to do it. But... I'm scared. And and recently, somebody told me about the train. And they were like, there's a train that goes up. And the person who told me about it was like, oh, yeah. If you get on the train, you're going to wish you took your car because that train is scary. So I'm like, yeah. So people can scare me very easily. And I have a little thing with heights. I'm not extremely scared, but yeah. Well, I'm not scared. I don't want to be clear. I'm not scared of heights. I'm significantly scared of falling. Sure. <laughs> And those are the things that kept going. That went, I just kept picturing the wind co- going. My my sweatshirt's not thick enough. I'm cold. I lose my balance. Fall down the mountain. And people will be like, why was Terrence even up there? Because I know that's what my mom was going to say. Why was Terrence even up on that mountain? He's not a mountain climber up there in running shoes saying that he's climbing. But again, thousands of thousands of people do it a year and they're fine. I just couldn't bring myself to do it at the time. So that, that's my Mount Washington story. Still want to go. I hear it's a beautiful place. It has some great history behind it. It has some great Native American history behind it. However, Terrence Abney has failed to do it. But one day, just like the Big E, I'm going to go and I'll tell you all about it. This is, um, is going to sound unrelated, but it's very related. My um, family and I got on a Parks and Rec kick one time. And we watched, I think, all, I don't know how many seasons, but in the course of like two months, we made our way through the show and thought it was quite funny. Here, I know there's Office versus Parks and Rec. Right. Um, you know, teams out there. We're probably teams, Parks and Rec. And there's a character in the show whose name is Ben Wyatt. And he lived a pretty average life. 
and uh, started getting into politics later. And he's telling one of the main characters a story of his childhood. And he says, this is a lake where my friend and I used to go fishing. And one day we got in a boat and the boat almost turned over, but it didn't. And that was the story. <laughs> and so there, there's a joke in our family where we say, oh, did you go to the Ben Wyatt School of Storytelling? Because there's no, there's no point. Terrence, what ride did you just take us on? Like you built up Mount Washington. It was like a joke without a punchline or a, a, just a story without an ending. This is one of the most unfulfilling moments of Connecticut show history. And that's what I was doing it for. I want to see how many people come back and listen <laughs> after this story. So it's a test, everybody. All right. Good goodness. Now we've got to add Mount Washington to our big E list of places that we need to go. But I'm curious, like, so the train sounds amazing. How rad yeah. would that be to take a train up a really, I'm assuming, scenic mountain? Um, and From the pictures, it is very scenic. Yeah, and when someone says it's scary, to me, that means it's like on the side of the mountain and there's probably a, a significant drop to your point, but that's also exactly picturesque. So that sounds really cool. Maybe we take the train. Maybe we do a show from the train. He's nodding. I gotta think about it. <laughs> no, I, I don't. See, you like everyone? Everyone gets to say yes or no in their life. I just feel like with this buildup, if you say no, nah, I'm not going to do it. Um, you've, you've, you've heard a lot of people. You know, a lot of people were so excited about the end of the story, and there just wasn't one. I have to see these numbers first to see how many people are listening. <laughs> so if y'all call in and want me to go on the train, I'll tell you what, if. If people call in, email, and say, Terrence, get your behind up this mountain. You walk, drive it, and get on this train, I'm down. Peer pressure will work in this case. All right. I will say 75, first of all, sounds extremely cool for late July in New Hampshire. And also, 40 is perfect hiking weather. So everything about that just sounded really nice. It's not too hot. And at the top, 40, like 40s might, back in the day when I was. That was guesstimating. Okay, so there might be some numbers that... That don't match up there. Okay. The key thing is that Travis is not picking up is this wind. No, the wind I'm does a, sound scary. I'm a small guy. It yeah. doesn't take much to push me down. I, I would give you the wind did sound excessive. Hey, I'm actually curious as well. I had a friend who brought his fiance all the way to the East Coast, and he talked about hiking up this mountain one morning because it is the first place in on the continent on north american continent um that the sun touches so like it's the first place that you will see the sun rising and i'm um, lubbock lubbock maine is it in lubbock maine okay I believe so i may be mistaken but while we're on mountains and since there are so few here i thought i would float that by since you seem to know a lot more about um the mountainscapes here than i do I, I just thought I'd ask. I don't know if that's, is Lubbock Mountains? We have to Google that and see. All right, we'll come back on that. The other place, I am a huge Halloween fan. We're moving on from Mount Washington. Until we do the show. Sorry for the disappointment, everybody. Until we do the show from the train. I just want to say that the, <laughs> the question was places we wanted to visit. That was one of the places I really wanted to visit that was built up for me. 
Yeah. So the the question was not places you actually visited. It's places we wanted to visit. So I, I, think figured, I felt I needed to tell that story. Maybe maybe I miscommunicated when I was like, oh, you know what we <laughs> should do on the show today. Maybe that was my fault. I'm trying so, to give the listeners insight of me also. I know, I get say, it. Terrence probably won't do something if you're scared. So they know that about me now. And and now I'm taking some responsibility for that story. <laughs> Terrence, Terrence is like a 99 out of 100 storyteller. That's why I think that was so heartbreaking to me. They usually have fantastic endings. Um Salem, Massachusetts. So as I started getting more and more excited about fall and Halloween, uh, there were two places on the East Coast that I really wanted to visit. One was Sleepy Hollow in New York. Yes. Which I did visit, but is not New England. So we'll talk about it. Can't can't talk about it, really. Who who even wants to talk about that? We'll talk about that in our New York episode and why New York is not New England. Yeah, no, that's going to be a great episode. Yes. The other place was Salem, Massachusetts. I had no idea what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, I was with some good friends, and we drove down to Salem, and I, I have, I think, a long history of, of saying, oh, I want to do that, and doing zero research as to what that experience might be like, and instead I just like show up like Plymouth Rock. You just you just go right. Um, it's it's a cute little town. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say as far as that area, it's one of the most active towns, and it's tiny though. So as far as traffic goes, there might be more traffic going in and out of Salem, especially in October, than there is in Boston. Right. I've never been in October because I've heard that it is. The, the population goes from one to 10,000 overnight. Um, and, you know, one is a, is a fake number. Right. Kind of like yeah, 40 Salem, and Salem has more than one person, by the way, you all. That's... It goes up exponentially. Right. From October 1st to October 31st. But the main thing that people see when they go to Salem is this street, or I would say probably the course of like two or three blocks. And it has a set of almost like themed shops. It's almost like the Disneyland for um, people interested in witchcraft and paganism and also in Halloween. Mm-hmm. A little bit hokey, some of them. I'm going to just be really honest. Some of them are a little cringy. But then in that same area, you'll have the cemetery where they've buried um, a lot of the people who were tried during that time. And then there's a, a memorial where they have these stones for each of the people who were convicted. And it says how they died and what their name is. And you'll see like roses or flowers left for them. And it's a it's an interesting cross between a little bit too commercial now. Right. And still, still I think, respectful. Mm-hmm. Outside of those two blocks. And I, you have to go to those two blocks. That's the most... That's that's the place you get your Mickey Mouse hat, you know, if you will. Outside of those two blocks, it is a really cool town. It's a port town, a uh, lot of oceanic views. I like that word. Um, word of the week, everybody. Buzzword. We we found I I found Salem to be the kind of place that like I thought, oh, if I stay in New England indefinitely, Salem might be one of those places outside of the the touristy areas. 
But as far as touristy areas go, there's some old cavern or taverns. Uh, there's some restaurants that you think, man, that's a pretty cool place to experience. Right. I'm going to put Plymouth and Salem up on two cities that really didn't disappoint. Uh, Salem was an interesting kind of turn of events where I expected it to be more historic and it was a little more commercial, but not necessarily in a, in a tragic way. Ah, uh, cool. Yeah, so now, now you got to take me to go visit those places also. Yeah, no, I'm happy to do so. <laughs> there is there's a party happening outside the studio. Uh, okay. Yo, I'm sitting So, and I'm looking at Travis right now. And I'm like, is Travis hearing this or am I getting weird feedback? I I'm like taking off my headset like <laughs> what is going on? So I'm I'm signaling to Travis right now like you you hear all this stuff going on right now or is that just me? Yeah, I'm hoping the mics don't pick it up, so I'm just kind of going with it. But it sounds like I people are it. really happy to be here tonight. I love it. It gives us this scenic, vibrant atmosphere. Like, we're not here alone. We're not here alone. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I want to do in talking about talking about um, places to visit, and I don't want people to think that Travis and I just ignore all the social constructs and ills that happen to build this country that we're in. Because we do, we talk about it on the side sometimes and talk about these things and as far as just the oppression and colonization of peoples. So do want to say that, um, but we are talking in general about visiting these towns for what they are right now and going there and, you know, appreciating what they are now. Um, but I do, and saying that I do want to go visit some of the Native American museums some of the ones near the casinos. Um, and I, I actually love to go volunteer. I'm at a reservation if I, if I could. This is one of those things um, that it looks interesting and, and being in some of those areas, because I would say specifically as you go near the casinos, you see, like, we were down near Norwich area yesterday, me and the family, and you see an area that, that's like, you know, tribal laws enforced here. And I'm like, wow, that is that is interesting. So just, I really like to learn more about the culture, uh, more about the, more about the history to appreciate it because we have a, we have a um, land, a land, we have like a saying, like a, uh, it's, it's this saying we say at the school sometimes to acknowledge, it's, it's, it's a land acknowledgement statement actually to talk about how we appreciate Native Americans, their contributions, the sacrifices, and plus in light of acknowledging like the colonization imperialism that happened that actually took the lands from them that we now stand on like that we are standing in this radio station on right now. So, you know, I do appreciate that and and value that as part of this history. And it's like you said, it's an ugly history that you know we actually haven't got to turn around and make and, and make great like you, you don't see many i mean and this is not a not i have not met many native americans in my life um <clears throat> so in saying that i guess one of the things i would like to do is while, while i'm here because frankly i'll probably have more of it more opportunity to do that here versus at home or other places just because you see it more here, and I just, and not just the casinos. I think some people think Native Americans they just think the casinos because you you do see a lot more, you know, activity around the casinos with Native Americans. But just overall, even in this town, we talk about 
just the Native Americans and the Pequots who owned this land before us. So that's one of the things I like to just find the outlet to do more here in um here in again in New England in general. I I totally agree. I think it would be a great uh, entire episode. I think we should get the right guests to have that conversation. And uh, yeah, I think well said, Terrence. Right. And speaking of that, you you love Mystic also. Speaking of towns that are great. I think that's the worst transition in history, but we're going to go with it. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of that, I meant. Yeah. What were we speaking on that led you into Mystic? It is time to wrap up. And we did, let's, let's say it's uh, time to wrap up. And we'd mentioned that we'd both, we both love Mystic. We think Mystic is one of the coolest towns here in Connecticut. Right. Yeah. Very lovely town. And if you ever come, one of the things that I got to figure out are why some of the towns near water, because water in general like ports and things that a lot of times make cities. And sometimes I do wonder, like we have all these cities and towns along the ocean in New England, but all of them aren't big cities. So I'm surprised sometimes that, and I wonder like, why didn't these become like bigger cities like the New Yorks, the Bostons and things like that? Because there's really only, there's only a couple that are really big, but we have a lot of beautiful towns just along along the Atlantic and the sound. So I always wonder like, why what I wonder why they wasn't built up. Was it because people wanted to privatize and they have private homes there with, or just, it just never made it. Like what made Boston, Boston, but what made again, with Salem, Salem, like why right. is Salem also like Boston? But in saying that driving down to um, the mystic, the mystic area is beautiful. It's just a lot of, like a lot of beautiful scenery, beautiful homes, just water, just you, I mean, again, you're passing through the Connecticut River, the sound, and it's just a, like a really nice drive. And we actually got to go to the Mystic Aquarium. So the family appreciated that. I got to see a beluga. You know what a beluga is? Beluga is not ringing any bells. Yeah. It's a familiar name, but I don't know what it is. It's, 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 it's in the whale family. It's like a big, a, a big fish, basically. I'll just say it like that. Big white fish, yeah. Related to whales, just there at the aquarium. It's the first. It's the first one you see when you walk walk in. So we got to see a beluga. Got to see some jellyfish, and there's also a couple of little smaller sharks there. They let you feed the stingrays, but cool cool aquarium. If you ever get to check it out, and we didn't do we didn't really do the town like Travis is referring to. We just went down there for the aquarium, but. The, the aquarium is just a few blocks from like the main town and the, and the main town I would say is just like a historic street is what most people would, um, if you're going to mystic, you'll probably end up on that street. It's where mystic pizza is. And when you look up mystic, you'll see this bridge. Uh, if you like Googled mystic images or images of mystic, uh, there's a, a bridge that, um, is, I, I think kind of representative of that street. That's the beginning of going onto that street. That street's really cool. And where you were with the aquarium, I love that area. That shopping center is just so cool. They have like- We went there, the one right next to it. Restaurants and yeah. uh, Great restaurants. They have like wand shops and like uh, Alice in Wonderland theme stores. It's just a really fun area to be in. The historic street just a few blocks away is uh, that's where you're going to see just a lot of boats that are hanging out. Um, you're going to uh, feel, I think, a lot more of the 
of the summer vacation vibe right there and not to mention you you can look at the sign and be like oh julia roberts worked there right right mystic seaport mystic it, seaport it's a, yeah it is it is a nice town and i think going into it what we always say about a lot of towns here it's quaint it's a quaint town has some attractions and going back that's again one of the cool things about being here I feel like sometimes it's, even though stuff feels like it's far away, there's a lot of stuff that's just within day trips that you can do in general in New England. And I know we might beat this point a lot, but it really is. I was thinking about that on the drive back of I could get up, go to the aquarium today, come back, not be completely exhausted. And tomorrow I could get up and go to go to Boston, not be too exhausted and you know, there are drives and you can't, I wouldn't do it every day, but there are a lot of little, specifically this part we're in, and again, in this quiet eastern corner that we have access to that um, I've come to appreciate over the years. I I concur. And I, I think Mystic is um, a really great, great way to start wrapping this up. Let's do it. I want to say this though. This is the first episode we did where I feel like people from New England were probably a little upset. They're probably like, what in the blankety blank is Terrence how, talking about? How are you? No, 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 I'm not even talking about, I think with Mount Washington, you gave a lot of uh, a lot of detail that, that I didn't know. I think at the very least, we're, we're a little bit smarter for that. But this is the time where I think people are like, yeah, of course, if you've, you, if you've lived here, all of these things that are new to us, people know here, they were taught in their history classes here where I was learning about California history right. as a kid. Um, these are stories that are new to us. These are experiences that are new to us. And there's a lot of history that we're, we just don't know. Right. So if you're listening to this kind of hitting your forehead, thinking, why are these two talking about New England? They don't know anything about it. I would like to note that's exactly why we're talking about New England. We don't know anything about it. And so we're experiencing it for the first time with a lot of people here. And, and we hope to be, you know, by the 100th episode, a lot smarter than we are today. So be patient with us if, uh, if it's a little frustrating. And then for those of you who are new here as well, please send us your questions and we will be the ones to admit we don't know. Right. And as we said, we'll have you in here. We'll, have you, or you, we'll call you in and you can talk to us about it also. We appreciate your feedback. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's start getting some guests. Let's start doing some location things. and uh, Trying to get the incredible Velda, but... No, she's tripping. She she would be a phenomenal guest, and I and I hope we get her soon. There's um a couple people we have in mind that I would love to get in studio, yeah. or we can go visit them as well. Native but, New Englanders that we know. Yeah, or if you think you'd be a good guest, hit us up. There's a good chance we'll agree with you. But with that, Terrence, uh, any last words? Thank you all for listening. We look forward to you coming back and hearing us. Tell your friends about us. We'd love to get your feedback, so... We love you. See you soon. Yeah, hit us up at info at Connecticut.show. If you have any questions, we're going to let Bomb Bomb Vivant take us out entirely. The whole song. Here it is.
never gonna kiss those lips.